Welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast, an oral history of pro and college football. This episode, Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Fame linebacker Jack Ham. Hi everyone, welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast. I'm Jackson Michael, author of three books, including The Game Before the Money, Voices of the Men Who Built the NFL, published by the University of Nebraska Press, and also Red, White, and Columbia Blue, Chasing the Dream with the 1979 Houston Oilers. Both are available on Amazon.com, and you can learn more at thegamebeforethemoney.com. I was very excited to have the opportunity to quickly chat with Pittsburgh Steelers and Penn State legend Jack Ham at a TriStar Productions autograph show in Houston at NRG Arena, right next door to the Houston Astrodome, where Ham and the Steelers played their AFC Central counterparts, the Houston Oilers, each season. Jack Ham grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. That was also the hometown of legendary football announcer Ray Scott. Ham played college football at Penn State. The Pittsburgh Steelers drafted him in the second round of the 1971 NFL Draft. He carved his place into NFL history as one of the greatest outside linebackers of all time, starring for one of the all-time great teams, the 1970s Pittsburgh Steelers. He was with the team for all four of their Super Bowl championships. He retired after the 1982 season. Jack Ham played his entire football career, high school, college, and pro, in his home state of Pennsylvania. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1988. You certainly know about the Steelers' dynasty, that Ham played such a big role in. What you might not know is how good the Penn State Nittany Lions were while Ham was there. Penn State went undefeated for two seasons in a row in 1968 and 1969. The team finished second in the polls both years. So despite two years of not losing a game, they didn't win that so-called mythical national championship. During the 1968 regular season, the Penn State defense held all but two opponents to less than 14 points, and most of their opponents scored less than 10 points. The Nittany Lions earned a spot in the Orange Bowl against 8th-ranked Kansas, the Jayhawks had their own future Hall of Famer on their team, running back John Riggins. Ham spoke a little bit about him. John Riggins, I remember playing against him and obviously getting to know him in the NFL as well. One of the toughest running backs, college or pro, that I ever played against. Probably the only other guy would be Earl Campbell. That 1969 Orange Bowl provided fans with a tremendous finish. The score was tied at 7 early in the fourth quarter when John Riggins scored a touchdown for Kansas to put the Jayhawks ahead 14-7 with about 12 and a half minutes left. Penn State responded 
by partially blocking a punt late in the game and scoring a touchdown with mere seconds left. The score was 14-13 in Kansas' favor. Penn State head coach Joe Paterno decided to go for the two-point conversion and the win. Remember, this is in a day when college football didn't have overtime. Kansas knocked down a Penn State pass on the two-point conversion attempt, and Jayhawk fans erupted with joy. The celebration was premature, however, as Kansas was penalized for having 12 players on the field. Penn State got a second chance and made the two-point conversion on the second try. The Nittany Lions won 15-14. Jack Ham remembers the ending of that game for us now. I think we were very fortunate to win the game at the end. A game we thought we lost, and then we ended up winning on the, on the last play. Right, you had that extra two, extra yeah. play on the two-point Well, actually, they had, they had more players on the field for a couple of plays down at the goal line, and uh, we went back and looked at the film, and the official finally caught it at the end on that two-point conversion. There should have been a penalty for about two or three plays before that. The January 13, 1969 edition of Sports Illustrated also noted that Kansas had 12 players on the field for multiple plays before the penalty was called. SI noted that Penn State scored their late touchdown against a 12-man defense. Penn State won the Orange Bowl the next year as well over a very tough Missouri team. Penn State's defense notched seven interceptions in that game to set an Orange Bowl record. Some of you football history majors out there might know that Franco Harris was on that Penn State team as well. Also on that team was another fine running back, Lydell Mitchell, who scored a touchdown in the 1970 Orange Bowl. The Nittany Lions slipped to 7-3 in Ham's senior season. He said that a few teams told him that they'd take him in the first round of the NFL draft. The Pittsburgh Steelers selected him in the second round of the NFL draft. Hard to picture Jack Ham in any other uniform besides the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he listed a couple of teams that he thought would draft him before Pittsburgh. The draft was in February back when I was playing, and the two teams that called me, the New York Giants and San Diego Chargers, said they were going to draft me in the first round. And uh, I was naive enough to believe that, and I, I didn't go in the first round. I went in the second round to Pittsburgh, but you know what? It could not have worked out any better for me. 1971 was Chuck Knoll's third season as head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Jack Ham's first season. The team went 6-8. In 1972, they reached the AFC Championship game for the first time in a season made famous by Ham's college teammate Franco Harris making the immaculate reception against the Oakland Raiders in the 1972 AFC Divisional Playoff at Three Rivers Stadium in Pittsburgh. The Steelers lost that AFC Championship game that year to the undefeated Miami Dolphins. And as I've previously pointed out on this podcast and in the book, Red, White, and Columbia Blue, that 1972 AFC Championship game was the only playoff game that the Steelers lost at home in the 1970s. 
talk about playoff dominance. Starting in 1974, the Pittsburgh Steelers played in the AFC Championship game in five out of the next six seasons. They won four of those games and subsequently won four Super Bowls. Other than the 1972 AFC Championship game, all of the other AFC Championship games that the Steelers played in the 1970s were against either the Oakland Raiders or their AFC Central Division rivals, the Houston Oilers. The Steelers and Oilers played each other in the 1978 and 1979 AFC Championship games. That meant that they played against each other three times in two straight seasons. The two teams split their regular season games both of those years and also split their regular season games in 1977. It was a great rivalry with two amazing fan bases. Steeler Country with their terrible towels and Love You Blue with their pom-poms and flashcards. I asked Jack Ham to talk about that very physical rivalry against the Houston Oilers. I didn't play in the last game against Houston, but we played, before that, we played two years in a row. We played the Oilers three times. And you don't want to play against Earl Campbell once is enough in your career. And, you know, guys who played like the L.A. Rams, I remember played against him, that was it. I got hurt down here. And I go by that Astrodome, I think it's like acid flashbacks. I think I remember back to games against, and Earl was just, what a dynamic player, class act, and by far the most physical player. You don't see a big gap like that once you get to the NFL. You do see it in college, in high school, whatever. But he was so much stronger than anybody out there. His leverage, his power. And in fact, against him, I dislocated my foot down here at the Astrodome. So I've seen him up close and personal way too many times. <laughs> so he was one of the best players I've ever played against. So that rivalry was huge. Have a lot of respect for Bum Phillips. So yeah, during my NFL career, it was the Raiders and Houston. And those were the two rivalries we had. The Steelers won both AFC Championship games against the Oilers and two out of three against the Raiders. Pittsburgh followed up all four of those AFC Championship wins with Super Bowl victories and earned the title, the team of the 70s. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Before the Money podcast. Special thanks to Jack Ham for interviewing for this podcast. Please remember to visit thegamebeforethemoney.com where you can find great football history articles, including one about the Steelers-Oilers rivalry in the 1970s. And you can also sign up for a free football history newsletter. Transcriptions of some podcast episodes are also available at thegamebeforethemoney.com and are powered by our transcription partner, Sonics, spelled S-O-N-I-X. Visit sonics.ai to learn more about their automated transcription services.
Mm-hmm.